So I'm going to keep this intro really quick. This is a really cool day. I got an actual microphone instead of recording out of my AirPods. So the sound quality should be a lot better. And also, I know this topic today is very broad and it doesn't feel like it's practically applicable. I hope I give you some ways to practically apply it. Um, but I'm just really kind of sharing with you guys what's been happening in my quiet time lately, the way God has been moving in my life. I hope that you enjoy it. I hope that you get in on the conversation. Uh, you can let me know in any of the uh, ways to contact me about your thoughts on it. And so, yeah, enjoy the episode. Okay, so let's just dive in. Actually, first of all, what a week it has been um, in my life and I'm sure in many of yours. I started college this week. Yeah, it's it's been an adventure. Um, it's been really fun. Don't get me wrong, but it, they they throw a lot at you at at one time, and it's very overwhelming um, in a lot of ways. And this weekend, I'm actually getting to go see some good friends um, at a Labor Day retreat at a summer camp that I work at, and so I'm getting to go hang out with them for the weekend. So that'll be fun. Uh, kind of lift some of the homesickness that I'm not gonna lie has been settling. So, um, yeah, if if you find me kind of out of breath and stumbling over words, it's because I have been um, feels like I have been doing nothing but work and homework all week, which I get is the college life, but it's different um, when you're coming straight out of high school. But I. Uh, want to get us started on today's topic before I go off on way too many tangents. Um, and so let's talk about it. Let's talk about loving God. Um, as if it matters. Sorry. Had the name drop. Um, because it does, for real. And uh, yeah, so let's talk about how we love God, what it means to love God, um, things things that are practical to loving God in a, in a broad sense, not necessarily in a situation-by-situation situation sense, but in a broad sense. Um, so I'm going to start out with a kind of very broad, overarching, overarching topic um, as far as why we need to love God. And it basically comes down to this one fundamental thing, um, to understanding your role on this planet and your role in eternity. And it's literally that it's our purpose. I'm going to say that again. It's our purpose. It literally is what we're created for, right? Like, God creates us to love Him and Him to love us. And the reason that lost people are so lost and the reason that Christians are so miserable when we're not living out our faith and not doing what we're called to is because we're not loving God. And when you're not fulfilling your purpose... You're just adrift, and you will get into things that you never, ever imagined, um, which is obviously how the world is going today and how the world has always gone uh, since the fall of man. But yeah, it's what we were created for, and it's important to understand that so you don't get lost um, in the broad scheme of things. So you can look years ahead down the road and know what God has called you to do, um, and that's overall just love Him. Now, obviously, He's going to give you specifics on your life, and I hope that you are searching those out. But he will just up and like call you to love him. That's what he does. 
um, that's the first step of faith in any Christian's uh, life. So, then I want to talk about the fact that it's commanded. Um, we shouldn't run away from that. Um, some people get scared when they hear that God commands things. But, like, that's so cool. That's so cool that the creator of the universe is willing to tell you things and tell you what to do. In Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven, the Bible says what Jesus says in the Bible and through the Bible. Um, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And then in 38, he says, this is the first and greatest commandment. And a lot of people take that for a mistake. That's like, it's the only thing we should do. But that's not what Jesus is really meaning, I don't think. I think he more so means that like everything else falls under that commandment. Everything else stems from it. If you love the Lord your God with everything you are, then the rest of it's going to fall into place. It's not really a big deal. Um, it's not really an, like big deal to make you do the other things. Uh, it, you're not going to have to be drugged by your hair to go uh, do the things that God has commanded uh, you to physically and spiritually and emotionally when you love him. And that's why I really want to plant. Because this is where this is where we get to the core of what we understand. This is where we get to the core of what it means to give your life to Christ post-salvation. What it means to live in a life given to Christ. So this is kind of the base statement that Jesus gives us, um, the base commandment to what it means practically to love God, like how to love God on a day-to-day -day basis. And it's really simple, and yet we struggle with it so much. So I'm just going to read it to you right here. Um, it's found in John 14, if you want to check it out. Um, and it's verses 15 and 16. And it says, if you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, as in the Holy Spirit, that he may abide with you forever. And this is something that, like, we really struggle with as Christians. Because it's easy to say, like, if you love me, keep my commandments. That makes sense, right? People that you love, your friends, your family, we're going to try to obey them to the best of your abilities. But it becomes a lot harder when your feet are put to the fire, right? It becomes a lot harder when you're jumping into the unknown and you don't know what to do and all you really feel like you have left is God and you know that he's called you somewhere and you know that he's called you to do something. But suddenly it becomes extremely difficult to just do this one thing, to keep his commandments. Suddenly temptations are flying at you from the left and the right. Suddenly laziness um, in your walk with him is flying at you from the left to the right. And it's like it becomes so hard for us to do. And that is a struggle for me. <laughs> I'm speaking from a little bit of personal uh, experience here and for a lot of Christians. But it's it's pretty simple. If we know him and love him, we have to keep his commandments. But because of that, like, we are promised a helper. Jesus says that he's going to give us the Holy Spirit, which is so comforting to me because I don't like to be alone. And lately, I'm not going to lie, I felt alone a lot. And it's nice to know that I'm not. And I know that sounds really cheesy, 
but it's true. And it's something that I've really having to been live out, uh, really having to live out um, lately is that I'm not alone. And I have a friend in the Holy Spirit who is here to help me do what he has called me to do um, and help me keep his commandments. And that is a powerful, powerful thing um, to realize. I can't tell you that I have fully realized it yet because sometimes I feel like I know it in my brain and I can quote it to you, but living it out and it being knowledge in my heart is something different. Um, and knowledge, knowledge becoming a heart knowledge is really when it is lived out, right? And so I'm trying to live out that. I'm trying to live out the fact that I have something in me that is greater than anything this world has to throw at me. Anything that my family has to throw at me, anything my friends have to throw at me, anything that college has to throw at me. I'm really, really trying to live that out. So I invite you to pray for me, um, if you would. And I will pray for you guys uh, in general as we try to live those things out in our Christian walk. But I think that loving God and keeping his commandments um, goes deeper. If you look back at Matthew uh, 22, 37, I think that it becomes a lot, lot deeper. And so Matthew 22, 37, if you will uh, reread it with me, says, sorry, flipping in my Bible, can't find it, not going to lie. Oh, found it. <laughs> it says, Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And on these two commandments hang all of the law and the prophets. And so what Jesus is saying here is, and this is what God's really been hitting me hard with during my quiet time, is that he is calling us to love him with our heart and soul and mind. So in my quiet time, I really started thinking about like, what does that mean? Because that's easy to say, oh, you love Jesus with everything you have. But what, is, what does it mean to love Jesus with everything you have, right? Like, we still are called to live a life on this earth. And we are called to live it in a way that is not like the world would call us to live it. But still, you know, we're still called to uh, live our life on this earth in a way that pleases God. And so what does that mean? And I, I've come down to this. And feel free to disagree if you want to. But loving God with all your heart. I started thinking about... What is the heart? The heart is the heart is your driving force, right? Like the heart is what you love. The heart is what you're passionate about. It's what you desire. It's your hopes, it's your dreams, it's your fears, it's your anxieties. That is your heart. That is what wakes you up in the morning and says, "Let's get going." Because you know what you've been called to do. And so, loving God with your heart means your loves and passions and desires and hopes and dreams and any other <laughs> very poetic words you want to come up with becomes what He wants for you. And this is hard. Um, this is hard for, or it has been hard for everyone. And it's still hard for us today. For me to make my hopes and my loves and my dreams what God wants me to do means I have to pick up my cross and I have to die to myself and say, it doesn't matter what I want, God. It only matters what you want. 
And that is extremely difficult. That is a thing that I'm obviously still very working on. But it's a thing that's life-changing. And that's that's the way we're called to love God, is making what He wants for us what we want for ourselves. We're not going to do that on our own. Do keep that in mind. You can't do any of this on your own without the Holy Spirit. And so I really have prayed a lot lately that God would make my loves my passions and my desires what he wants for me and not what I want because it's easy to get caught up in what I want and when I know what I want I'll jump the gun on it and I'll go but I've really um, been convicted lately about God making what he wants for me like what I want for me line up with what he wants for me and so yeah that's that's the way you love God with your heart that's that's what God wants for us in that aspect of it. And then to love God with all of your soul is, um, it's a very abstract one. It's not a very concrete one, at least for me. It may be for some of you guys, and that's awesome. Please let me know um, how you understand this. But to me, the soul, and from the way I understand it, which is a very metaphysical concept, is just, it's the core of who you are. Your soul is you. At the bare minimum, you completely exposed is what your soul is. And this, this is a powerful thing. Because when you love God with all of your soul, you let God in on everything. And don't get me wrong. Let's not doubt the all-knowingness of God. Like, He knows it all. So He already knows who you are. Heck, He created you. Like... He already knows who you are, but to really willingly show him that is so powerful and it's so amazing and it's something that I struggle with on a daily basis because like when I struggle with something or I'm failing at something or I have some anxieties and fear about something, it takes a lot for me to let people in. Now, do not get me wrong. I'm very pro letting people in. But, like, that takes a trust that sometimes I don't know that I really, like, have with God in a practical sense. And it doesn't mean, like, I don't trust Him with the things that matter. But that matters, too. And oftentimes, I hide myself away from God because it's like, oh, well, I'm about to go to a church service. And I don't need to be thinking about this or that that God wants to know about, that God wants to help me with. Because I just want to go to church and, like, worship Him and be with his people, but he wants to know you at the core of who you are. So to love him with your soul means stripping all the facade away. It means stripping the perfectionism away. It means stripping the anxieties and fears away. It means stripping the what um, ever people have been judging you about away. And I really think that the best example of this is Jacob's wrestling match. Uh, with God. When Jacob was asked who he was by the angel, and he said, I am Jacob, what he was saying was not, yeah, I'm Jacob from down the street. He was saying, I'm Jacob. I'm a liar. I'm a thief. I'm a con man. And I'm deceitfully wicked. And that is who I am, God. And... uh, 
that moment changed his life forever when he was willing to just come to terms with who he was and be real about it. And that is something that I hope that you guys can do and I can learn to do because it's something that's not very common in our society today. So when we talk about doing it with the most important person in the universe, it's real difficult and it's real hard um, to do that and do it well and to do it in a way that's genuine and not just fake and not just faux emotional and not just I'm doing it because it's what my friends are doing. It's really hard to do it and do it for real. So I hope that if you struggle with that, you know that you're not alone. Hello, I'm right here. I've rambled about it for the past like three minutes. I struggle with that heavily. And I hope that we all get to that wrestling match. And we, when we do, we are willing to just fess up to who we are and be changed. And then we deal with one of the ones that is doesn't seem like it should be the hardest to deal with. But in a lot of ways it is. We deal with our mind. And so your mind is simply this, your thoughts, right? Your words, your actions, like your control hub, because that's literally what the mind is, both biologically and spiritually. And so when you are loving God with your mind, your thoughts and your words and your actions, they are his. Um, Romans 12, 1 and 2 says... Um, to present our bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, because that's our reasonable service. And that's a whole nother conversation that we could have. But it also says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so God knows that the mind is extremely powerful um, in our day-to-day walk with him. And if we don't watch it, our thoughts, our words, our actions my thoughts, my words, my actions, they get away from me. Like, they'll go buck wild, and I will think, how in the world did we get here? And I think the best way to conform your thoughts and your words and actions to what God has, and you may have heard it a million times, but it's simply being saturated with his word, which is like really fancy and poetic of just saying, living his word, right? Memorizing it. Not just learning it and then throwing away the information like you would a test or something, but learning it and meditating on it and soaking it in and letting it um, permeate all the parts of your life. And that's something that I have really just now understood the importance of. And I'm kind of like, you're never too late to. And if you haven't, please do jump on this. But like a lot of, I've been safe since I was seven, but I grew up a lot of times thinking, oh, I hear the word at church and I hear it in my Sunday school and I hear it in my small groups and I hear it in my friends because I hang around or try to hang around like good Christian people. But you can't really transform your mind and have your mind transformed without living in the word yourself. And the best thing for this, oh my gosh, the best thing for this. It's also the most nerve wracking to obtain, but in a county accountability partner and accountability group and you've probably heard that a million times and you're probably like oh whatever but my senior year I asked uh, one of my friends I just simply said hey you want to do this whole accountability thing with me and just so we make sure that like we're staying in the word and simply what we do every day is when we get done with our devotionals whatever notes we took whatever pictures we journaled whatever we did to kind of meditate and 
study his word, we just send pictures of it on our cell phones. And then we know, hey, he did his devotional for today. Hey, he spent time with God today. And obviously, we can't really, like, photograph prayer or anything like that. But we know that we have at least spent some time with God today. And that's been life-changing for me because it's kept me accountable. And then when I miss it, the Holy Spirit is easier to convict me when my friend shoots me a text and says, hey, what's up? Why haven't you spent time with God today? Or if you have, like, did you kind of thing, you know? Or then just forget to, like, talk about it with me. And so that's that's a life-changing thing. That is really, really life-changing. And so I think it all comes down to, if I had to, like, give a statement to sum the three up into one giant little bow, I would say that loving God means everything you have, everything you are, is conforming to Him and His will for your life. And it has to do with a lot of self-denial, a lot of letting God make you selfless instead of selfish, a lot of humility, but it is so worth it. So I'm going to take a break, get some water and whatever, and when we come back, I'm kind of going to talk about another aspect of loving God that is very lost and or twisted in our society. So... That was a nice break. I got some water. My vocal cords were not feeling it. I feel like I've been talking for a while, but it's fine. Um, this is <laughs> what I chose to do. I want to take us to the second half of this passage in Matthew 22, where Jesus says, this is the first and greatest commandment. We've already talked about all that. But then Jesus says, and the second is like unto it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. This is like something that has just like recently clicked with me i think um the importance of it because it's like we don't often understand what it really means to love people and why we should love people like we know that god calls us to but it's not just because you are I don't know, a loving person, you're a people person, you're an extroverted person, and so it's easier for you to go out and be with people and love people, but it's more so because of what God has done for you. Like, while I was a sinner, while I was deep in my sin and hated God, He died for me. Like, He was willing to humble Himself and take himself to the cross take on the form of a man when he didn't have to like he's god for pete's sake like he could have done whatever he wanted to and it's still been good but he didn't and i think these past few days god has really humbled me in thinking like when you're not loving people are you trying to say you're like better than me like are you trying to say that If I want you to love people, obviously I'm going to empower you to, right? And that's right, but you're not loving people. And so are you saying that, like, you think that you're better than me and that you don't have to humble yourself and love people? And I know that's kind of drastic and kind of like, oh, I don't really think that in my heart. But then I was like, a lot of the motive is, yeah, in a lot of ways, like, I've got my salvation handled I'm trying to grow daily in my, walk with, in my walk with the Lord. Why am I worried about other people? And it's just clicked that like, 
if God was willing to do all he did for me, and then he wants me to go do that for other people, I should take that extremely seriously. And right here, Jesus does. He says, right under loving God, like the thing that should immediately flow out of that is loving people and letting them know who I am and letting them know what I've done for them. And then walking with your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, right? We think of loving people a lot of times as loving the lost, which is of the utmost importance. But loving people is also loving your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, discipling them, mentoring them, being mentored, being discipled. Those are things that we have to do to love people. And when we don't, we're straight up disobeying God. And we're straight up like hindering our walk with him. And I just think that's really powerful. And I know this second like post-transition thing is really short, but I just, I've been thinking a lot about lately and been convicted a lot about lately um, the way that I love people. And am I really loving people like Christ has loved me? And it's kind of humbled me a lot and done a reality check on my faith. And so, yeah, that that is kind of the part of loving God that our society as Americanized, quote unquote, Christianity or even just modernized Christianity. We don't really talk about the intensity of which we should love people. And it is a powerful an essential thing to loving God and our walk with Christ. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Am I right? Like loving God, loving people. <laughs> what gets better than that? Um, feel free to listen to more episodes if you want to. Feel free to follow or add or subscribe on whatever platform that you listen to your podcast on. Uh, thank you for listening. If you made it all the way to the end, I commend you for your bravery. Phenomenal, phenomenal. Gold medal to you. Like <laughs> Because I know it was... It was rough in some patches, but um, thank you guys, and I will see you the next time. Who knows when that will be with Crazy College Life, but see you guys.